ますよ。Back at it again. Winter of Wayne number one. Winter of, is it? It's not technically spring yet, right?、Equinox、no, we still、here. have roughly a month before spring officially starts. So, oh, wait, wait, regardless wait, wait. of what it feels like, whoa, 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 yeah, the equinox is、uh, April twentieth. The twenty first in March. Twenty first. It's twenty first. I think no, December twenty. No, December twenty first is the winter、it's、one. Three、so、months after. Three、that. months after, because we're dividing into、oh, quarters. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. So we are. It's this is the this is the sole winter of Wayne episode. This is a very. Holy shit! You're right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought, yeah. Because yeah, so. yeah, you got June being the. So Monday、summer. would be spring. Spring of、That's、Wayne、right. starts. Yep. So this is our lone winter, but a special winter of Wayne episode yeah. indeed. Because yeah, the best period. It, it feels very appropriate to be doing the definitive winter of Wayne episode on this record. Right. I mean, we're talking technically the era is over. To ta- I mean, whatever the fuck, we, it's the Carter Three. It's the the, the fucking big dog. Actually, we know why we're actually, here. There's a funny irony though to as like the days get lighter, we're getting into the darker. Like it's about to go downhill for Wayne after this. This is, <laughs>、yeah. this is you know, it would have been appropriate really to do that last episode as the Soul Spring episode. But you know what? We just you know we're, we're doing the best we can. We're here. We've got my brother Grant Houston with us today.、It's、hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? You are historically one of the biggest Lil Wayne fans that I've known throughout my entire life. So it feels very appropriate to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And、uh, oh god, yeah, no, he's the one that got me into to rap in general. So yeah, he's who got you and you because you rap, right? Yeah, I got yeah. a couple albums, a couple mixtapes. Um, but no, yeah, no, he. When I first heard him, I just instantly he was my favorite one. So yeah. When would that have been too? Um, so that's what I was actually gonna、uh, get into a little bit. My, the first Lil Wayne song I ever heard、uh, was Fireman. Yeah, no, I was gonna say. Yeah. I actually, and I know, I'm pretty sure I know one of those posts because I referenced this on an earlier episode. Was it Austin Moskal's、um, uh, Super Bowl party? Yeah, not his. I mean, the Moskal, but it basically, our family went over there, and I referenced this. Fireman was the first song that I heard because it was the vi- music video that we watched. Yeah,、exactly. and it was also when we discovered. I remember、uh, Weezer's Beverly Hills being another music video that was played there,、so、but two thousand six probably. Yeah, the Fireman yeah, video、yeah. was just so fucking striking. I just remember just being blown away by that. A hundred percent. Because I've heard a couple of rap songs. I think Fireman and、uh, Kanye West Gold Digger were、okay, like、the yeah, first yeah. two songs I ever heard.、Um, but Fireman had that music video too. That like just watching it, I'm like, this guy is so. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah, like, and you would have been what, just like nine or something, like yeah, nine or ten, yeah, somewhere in there. So、sure. yeah,、um, we've got a couple questions though. Oh、uh, yeah, does, and does Grant know them yet or no? No, do not believe、cool. that Grant knows like, them. Catching off guard.、Yeah. Uh, so we got two opening questions for new guests always to get like a feel for your music taste. First one is what was the first CD you ever bought or like first music you ever downloaded, and then the second one is who's the most recent artist you've gotten into. Okay, oh that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. The first CD or first music I ever listened. I mean, you're just too like thinking about downloads. Maybe the first stuff that you remember downloading from LimeWire. Well, you were choosing like, like oh,、yeah. this is music like, that I want to like have in、yeah. my life. Yeah. Well, like definitely off LimeWire for、nice. sure. I mean, we downloaded those like songs、yeah. off that. But honestly, like like I was saying, I think like first like Lil Wayne, like early the Fireman. I know that know that one.、Um, you remember the song Party Like a Rockstar? Oh yeah. Come That's on. That's early、yeah. fifth grade one. Did、um, that party like a rock? Wasn't that?、Uh, Oh man, I, I'm trying to. No, there's some, there was a song rock star that was R. Kelly, but party like a rock star was that? Yeah, I don't.、I'm, I honestly、man. don't know. All right, here we go. Who even say is this? No, that is was this Little Wayne. No, it's Shop Boys. Shop, Shop Boys. Okay, Shop yeah. Boys. But no, this is all that sort of era too that I was like getting into this stuff as well. Like, I mean, I'm about a year and a half, two years older than you, and. That stuff,、um, Ying Yang Twins, Chameleonaire, like a lot of just like the really bling rap type era stuff was like ludicrous.、Um, yeah, that's really when I was in like, you know, it was shortly.、Uh, There's a small little window I was starting to hear some of the stuff, and then Lil Wayne came on the scene, and everything was just Wayne for a couple years. He was just like, I mean, un, you know, impeached. Like, did not matter what your mileage was, you couldn't turn on the radio and not hear Lil Wayne. It just he was just omnipresent. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I think the first like、uh, it wasn't like a CD or album, but more just like a mix of artists, like you said, like、mm-hmm. Ludacris, Chameleonaire,、yeah. Bernelli, and Grills. Yeah, that、oh, was yeah. the first one for sure. Yeah, we、um, got to make an O six playlist. Oh, yeah, that, that would be fun. O five, O six era、yeah. for sure.、Um, a lot of T Pain, Akon, Akon. T Pain and Akon were huge. That yeah, was that was the、yeah. if you had a, if you you needed to have them on a hook on an album. Yeah, yeah. You can put something out. Oh yeah, we were talking about、uh, like. 
Oh man, yeah. Basically, like what Ty Dolla Sign has been throughout the last several years it was like Wayne and T Pain. Yeah. And, like Future to a lesser extent has the years went. Oh man, to a large extent, but a little, weekend, little bit afterwards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like that period, Wayne as he started to get on the auto tune more, kind of became more of that sort of figure. But T Pain and Akon, like it, they were so undeniable in that way. Like if they were on that hook, it was gonna be huge. Well, like, I'm excited for down the road when we get to do the T Pain Lil Wayne album. Oh, Wayne Payne. Wayne. That, Payne. I, don't know, I don't know if that's what it's called, but something like that. So, w- do you have any sense of what the last artist that you would have gotten really into that was, Grant? Yeah, and then the artists I've gotten most into, and it's not like within the last year, probably the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just gonna. I, I've been gonna? a huge. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, no, I knew that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I first heard him um, obviously from Young Thug. Right. Uh, the two of them collaborated a lot. Yeah. Um, but then he started doing us like solo albums and projects, and I've just ate everything up. He, that he's and made. he's collabed a bunch with a little baby, right? I feel like yeah. early yeah. on they were like posed as like a combo, right? Like yeah. When I first discovered, them, yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, like just positioning them sort of you know maybe unfair unfavorably as like thug thug clones, but like they were very much within his orbit, and they've you know obviously you know done things themselves and established the name and style all their own to varying degrees, but like. Very much out of that camp, and it, it makes a lot of sense because Gunna, Lil Baby, even Young Thug, I mean, they're all along the Wayne lineage. I mean, you can trace the influence undeniably from Lil Wayne. Do you, yeah. do you like so? Do you like Lil Baby, too? Yeah, I do, yeah. Because I feel Lil like Baby. it is rare to hear someone prefer Gunna. Like, Lil Baby's blown the fuck yeah, up now. He like, has, yeah. Pulled yep. ahead in the race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I've, I've always been, like, when I first heard Gunna, I just instantly, because it, it very much sounds like Young Thug. You mm-hmm. know, you can tell he's, like, uh, very influenced from Young Thug. Um, but, yeah, no, everything he's made, I, I've, I've really enjoyed. There's a video I love on Instagram where it's like four dudes walking and someone randomly approaches them and says, who's the greatest rapper? And one dude says Lil Wayne and then the other three all say Lil Baby. And it was like, it just felt like a real moment in time of like, oh, Lil Baby has taken over as like, he is now the great, he is this generation's greatest rapper alive. I was going to say, it seemed like it might have, I'm not going to say greatest rapper alive, but as far as just like really kind of in the zeitgeist like right there as that He's guy i mean right now, I, feel like. I honestly thought it might have been the baby in like 2020 yeah, yeah. And, now little, and now but la- i think yeah. last year was a major turning point yeah. Lil baby is kind of that yep. guy right now and the baby like, couldn't leave that one flow he's just got his yeah. one and he yeah i he's mean he's been interviewed about it too and he's like i'm not getting out of it yet i still got hits in this <laughs> it i can't say him. like it works for him yeah, yeah. oh he's Absolutely. great yeah oh yeah he's got a very like specific lane and he fucking owns it i mean there's no doubt but yeah i think that this kind of interesting the way that stuff works and um i am not super well like familiar with little baby or gonna really but yeah i'm definitely just by virtue of like, how big he is i am kind of curious and um i before we go off any further i realize like danny and i were talking about how we need to start doing more just like you know concert corner show roundup type oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're gonna do a real quick detour uh oh, kind of lay out some, some of these uh take it there really worthwhile artists that I've seen as of late. And I'm kind of backtrack a little bit. The last artist I'll talk about will really bring us right back there. But over the past week or so, I have caught uh, Squid actually on Thursday at L Club. Oh, Great shit. British, uh, kind of a noisy art rock, post-punk sort of band. We talked about them last mm-hmm. year on the pod with Mark Miller. Um, re- actually, I saw him with Mark and Sean, both friends of the pod. Really compelling stuff. Great. Um, yeah, just like five, six piece. A lot of, like much dronier live than I would have guessed. Um they're not a band at all that I think that you would like, Grant, but um, they just, yeah, very, very interesting, unlike a lot of stuff that I think any of us really listen to, and very cool to see a lot. I definitely recommend. Um, before that, I caught Pink Sifu at, a week Ooh. before that, I caught Pink Sifu at uh, Lux Flux. Are either of you familiar with Pink Sifu? I've seen the name, never listened to it. I was going to say, you would know the name because he featured twice on the last Avalanche's record. Okay, so There were two different songs, songs that he was on. Um, Always Black and... Uh, there was one other one. He was referencing uh, some like Purple Mountains lyrics, like the Dave Berman oh, stuff on there. It was really touching tribute, tasteful kind of uh, uh, shout out there. But yeah, Pink Steve was a really interesting rapper, very eclectic, kind of all over the place. Uh, fucking chaotic show. It was a lot of fun. I think that you would fuck with Pink Seafood, Grant. I definitely. I think I, I may have played some stuff for you before. I don't know, but I would definitely check him out. Yeah, no, I think I, you'd be I into it. some of it, yeah. Then a few days, or literally the day, actually the day before I caught Pink Sifu at Deluxe Fox, I caught the microphones at Wealthy Theater in Grand Rapids. Oh. And that's a big deal for me. Anybody yeah. that knows me knows the microphones are capital D, C, Dylan Core. I mean, D, really, D, that, that's, that's as Dylan Core as it gets. I mean, yeah. I, I adore that band so much. They played all a Microphones 2020 all the way through, which was their last record, which came out in 2020. Just like, what, a half hour about a material? Uh, about, like, 45 minutes or so. It's one song. Played it all the way through. It was uh, Phil Elevarum, Elev- uh, 
it's microphones are just his project and he's toured with other musicians under that name but in the past but it was him and one other guy there who accompanied him on guitar keep Phil Oliver played acoustic guitar and bass so this other guy accompanied him on guitar and you know they they were well, kind of played some bass yeah, Phil oh, was playing bass and acoustic. Yeah, I know. It's like him and Avia are just turning, just turning the bass and, up. And it flowed all as one song, too. Yeah, though, it worked. So like, it was really cool. Like, the, they extended the, uh, the, some of the drone passages a little bit more. Some of the, you know, the, it's like inter- acoustic intro, I think, might have been um, uh, extended a little bit. But, yeah, essentially, just the whole thing, it flowed really, really no well. Loops, no backing tracks. No just, backing tracks or anything. So the drones are just happening with them yes, repeating. Yes, in real time. That's exactly right. Okay, Yeah, cool. so it was a really, really cool way to uh, do that. And. Uh, yeah, great. I don't think uh, yeah. the microphones are really your bag at all, but this album specifically, Microphones in 2020, is really interesting and is the kind of thing that I would definitely recommend to anybody just as an example of, you know, how compelling, you know, just art really can be. How, yeah, I mean, there's there's something about the where it's coming from where it's just so honest and interesting and he is able to self-mythologize without making it sound self-important. The, and great. The, like, it's just, it's a really difficult balancing act and I think he pulls it off well. That video he did for the Microphones 2020 thing, I mean, I've said this before, where he's doing the, like, just the the laying photos on top of each other mm-hmm. as like a yeah, narrative yeah, yeah. approach for a half hour. I mean, that was just perfect. That, that was, was really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to say on the show too, I think, fair to say, Audio Ecstasy, we're pro-drone. Yes. Not warfare, but... Um, Yes, pro uh, drone music, music, not pro drone warfare. I'm, Let's get those shirts made. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I would love to get. That is a great tag. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I did not expect to. I just, I love to hear you praise drone, man. This is great. No, Anytime no, I can get Danny well, Van Zandt to Vel- get on Velvet Underground, I feel like is Kraut Rock is. Yeah, like, no, and yeah. I know you like it. I just don't hear yeah. you championing it. So right, you hear it right. come out of your mouth. I'm like, yes, sir. Swans, we're on the same page. Swans, the fucking seer. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, and then. A few days before the microphones, I caught Tyler the Creator at Little Caesars Arena. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I don't think I'm familiar. Familiar with Tyler the Creator? He's a rapper, singer, producer from Los Angeles, California. Uh, co-founded the Odd Future Hip Hop Collective, and has been doing. He's very oh, much a he's Renaissance. In, he's man. one of Frank's dudes. He's in one Frank's of Frank's dudes. Crew. Yeah, you might have heard Lotus the, Squad. The crew he used to be in. That's right. What are those guys called again? Odd Future. Uh, new. Okay. That's new kids on the block. Yeah. That's, just, yeah. <laughs> That's right. The boys. So, <laughs> the boys. You know, as much as like, you know, Arena Show is clearly not my sort of bag, but really like the platonic ideal of that sort of thing. I mean, it was just an incredible backdrop, incredible choreography. The I mean, reviews I've heard from that show have been everyone's just praised it. It's yeah, like, it, it's so it, ready it, for the arena. Yeah, like, he, it was spectacular. I mean, it really the kind of thing where it's like, okay, you could see somebody like Tyler, like, you can't sing very well, you know, like, it, it, like the early shows are very much like punk shows. So it's just like, okay, how is this going to be really compelling beyond just, you know, a lot of energy? But, Again, like the, the stage props were great. Like his own choreography was just so masterful and so well executed, but it still felt very natural and like he was having fun and not just going through the motions. And like there were two separate stages set up. He played a bunch of stuff from Call Me If You Get Lost, then went across um, past the stage on like a like boat, like a prop kind of thing to another stage. Was performing oh, yeah. cuts from Flower Boy, um, just earlier records, and then went back to the main stage and did some Igor stuff. And it was oh. just an incredibly well executed show. A lot of fun. Like really, like again, like. As far as like somebody elevating to an arena, I mean, artistically, just really very impressive. And, I, yeah. and he was alone on stage too, right? And, yeah, he. So like, yeah, there were. I mean, Cali Uchis, uh, Vince Staples, Tizo Touchdown, all open for him, but his set specifically it was just him up there. That's what's interesting that's awesome. to me is he's transitioned from like, like you said, the old punk days of kind of like it'd be him, Jasper Taco, just like wilding out on. And stage. that was just like him. Yeah. I mean, again, as a solo act, but like when right. we talk about like Odd Future when they were touring, I mean, it was really just like. Yeah, Haji, Mike G, Damo, Tyler on stage, just mosh pits constantly. But, I mean, very much a straight up punk. But show. now like, he's doing like the like Kanye Drake pop star thing. Yes, it's because I that was the other Absolutely. thing I was struck by from the Instagram videos I saw was and I, I hate to have like this negative view on it, but I seeing him there, I was like, man, that looks kind of lonely on stage to just like if that's your first time. It's just like because it was what an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Yeah, to yeah, just yeah. be walking around on stage with a whole arena looking at you, just like watching yeah. every move you make. God, that's got to be tough. That's got to be mm. tough. I, I think can he's evolved. A lot. Yeah, yeah, hugely. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. Like, we always—I feel like you and me always think about like albums and how artists improve over that. But to like to, to get to the level where you can sustain an hour and a half performance alone on stage for mm-hmm. thousands of people, no one to play off of. That's yeah, it's very impressive. As a performer, yeah, it's like tough. yeah, yeah, some and, Ariana Grande shit. Yeah, and it just makes me think too. Speaking to like we, you had talked a little bit about very briefly, just like Drake seeing him and like how. Oh, whatever, like jungle was kind of sad, but then immediately just like yeah, the, that professionalism. Yeah, yeah, but just like to see like to that kind of thing. Back. It's just like, oh yeah, like 
it's much, much easier said than done. And to see somebody execute on that level, it's just, it's always going to be impressive. I mean, yeah, like, it's just to not freeze up the second you fuck up in front of like to be able 20, to just Keep going and like, act like it was either intentional, I, you don't give a shit, or whatever. I would whatever, just walk like, off the yeah. stage and be like, all right, right, guys, well, I tried what I did. So. Yeah, just try my best. Yeah, exactly. So easy to admire. And like, it being, you know, you I can't help always help but think like when there are certain songs that come on and you know that there's a collab on there, like, oh, it'd be so sick to whatever, have them come out. Like, obviously, it'd be incredible. And, but yeah, I mean, he carried it super well. And like, I would love to see him. You know, it, it, I think it would make a lot of sense for him to tour like a co-headlining thing with ASAP Rocky at some point mm. or, you know, whoever the fuck else. But like as a solo act, I think he can really command the stage very impressively. And um, yeah, I just it's going to be really cool to see how he evolves from here. And I don't know. Yeah, if I'm going to continue to see him at arenas every time he comes in town. But it was really nice, especially having not seen the Flower Boy. Or, like I haven't seen him since Cherry Bomb, the show that we went to at the yep. uh, Fox. Yep. Is that right? Yep. So yeah, it was just or it was Fillmore. I think Fillmore. Fillmore. That's right. Okay, so it was just it was nice to finally see him do stuff from those records that I've really loved and have not been able to see live yet, and yeah. uh, records that have had a handful of really legitimately incredible Lil Wayne features on them, and features that like that's really right. make you think about how oh yeah, like artistic longevity. It's not like a fucking sprint. Like people can be in the game for years and have different cycles, and like the story is not yes. set in stone. As someone as soon as someone starts to go into an artistic decline, it is not like the be all end all of the story. I want the Tyler yeah. Wilderness period. I'm excited. It'll be very interesting to see what that yeah. looks like. Yeah. And, you know, it, it would have been very easy to think, like, oh, after the fucking the Carter 3, oh, yeah, well, fucking Wayne sold out. He's just a pop artist now. He's not doesn't care about fucking oh, rapping. Oh, whoa, whoa, and, whoa, whoa. Not a pop artist. He became a rock artist, bro. Rebirth. Yeah, I'm sorry. Rocker. Yeah, 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 he's a rocker. Yeah, it, it depends on, you know, people. How, how <laughs> like, um, you want to just misclassify history or whatever. But, yeah, like, the the rockest uh, snobbery of, like, yeah, fucking, he's not real hip-hop anymore or whatever. Like, yeah. Very easy to look at that like that at that time, but like Wayne can still fucking rap really well. He's got not unlike Tyler, a lot of different things that he can do well, and it's just not as set in stone as far as there being an obvious trajectory of like, oh, now he is just oh in the stratosphere. Like he could just turn it on a dime on any specific record. And going back to like the Carter Three throughout Whoa, this leading up to this, that's interesting. That you bring really, that album up. really interesting to go back and like because it, it, again, when I, when I was speaking to it, would have been really imagine, easy to think about people responding to that in real time and being like wow, he's just gone so fucking pop. But, you know, not unlike a lot of artists that I've mentioned on the show before, whether it's Animal Collective, Gang Gang Dance, Cocktail Twin, Sonic Youth, Eve Tamara, what have you, as his music got more accessible and, you know, just with stronger hooks and stronger melodies, it only seemed to accentuate a lot of, like, the inherent weirdness That's that was I, part of his music. This is the only fucking like, podcast where you're going to get the Lil Wayne, Cocteau Twins, Gang Gang Dance comparison that, that you deserve. Yeah, that is the Dylan guarantee, <laughs> baby. <laughs> So, I mean, does that I was going to make the joke. I was going to open the pod with who's ready for an hour of Danny looking a little Wayne through the lens of Bob Dylan, but instead we got Dylan. Oh, no, we're, gonna, we're, we're still going to get some of that. It might not be a full hour, but we'll get some of that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but does any of that ring true for you? I mean, what was your experience listening to this record, Danny? Now or when it no, came? Right, right now. Like, because, I mean, to think about this stuff at that time, I'm sure, you know, there wasn't that much of a conscious thought as far as just, I mean, we've talked about you being aware of him. I, don't, I forget how much of a fan you might've been at not, that time, at but like, not at all. At this I was point against time, him. I was like, he was like, to me, like, the, okay, that's right. Example yeah, yeah. of like what not real music is. Um, so this is like one of, have you, well, I should say, have you heard the Carter three all the way through before preparing for this podcast then the year since? Yeah. That yeah. Point? Yes. Okay. Since becoming like a pro little way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fan. Yeah. I've gone back and like, it's funny cause it is one of those albums where like, I've heard half the songs my whole life. I was going to say that too, is that like, there are certain songs like Lollipop and a Millie that were like absolute yeah. favorites of mine growing up, but like. There's stuff on here like, it's like Mrs. Officer or Mr. Carter or uh, Get Money where it's just like, yeah. I know these songs so well right. and I haven't thought about this in years, but I just immediately, it just, it's just yeah. hardwired in my brain. Yeah. Like, Well, let's let's do a little, let's give a little fucking, uh, let's set the stage, if you will. Please. So, boom, 2008, Carter Three comes out, Lil Wayne's, I think probably considered his greatest album to date, right? Universally, this yeah. is like his rumors. Definitely, yeah, yeah, considered. I mean, without question, like the commercial and critical peak. Yeah, like in a very yeah. general sense. Yeah. And from what I've the some research I did, it seems to like the albums also considered like a masterclass in how to promote an artist, like in the sense of how they did the work of like putting out mixtapes and a bunch of features ahead of time, and like making sure that the album came out at just the right time, like because he had had the music ready, I guess, for a while. But, like, they wanted to, like, perfectly execute how to get the hype just right for him. Yeah. Which they did, because, I mean, I think when the Carter 3 came out, like, we had all seen Fireman, like... Right. Like, you opened up that market huge, like... The yeah, yeah. Household no, I, name. I think, like, Fireman, a lot of people knew of, um, but 
I think Carter Three like made him universal. Yeah, I think the tr- the tracks on that song is the album that you know opened him up to like you know nationwide audience. Right. compared to his previous projects. Right. Yeah, and is that your favorite of his records, Grant? I mean, what what are the, like the, the ones for you really? Because like I, I just I know that like the Carter Three just seemed like it was kind of always there after a certain point. Like middle school started, and then just the rest of my life, it's just this is here. But yeah, like, and like it, that was like the first like rap, one of the first rap albums like I heard, and mm-hmm. that will always like hold a special place, you know. But yeah, yeah. And honestly, I think it is my favorite. That and Carter Four, Carter Three and Four. Okay, uh, ah. interesting. Two favorites. Yeah, I was saying that that is not a common pick. That is interesting. Yeah, cool. I love yeah. Carter Four. There are yeah. some great songs. That's, that's when you that's when you start to incorporate Drake on some yep, of the songs yep. too. Oh yeah, that was what. What's yep. interesting to me too is going through the uh, the track listing and seeing the features switch because this has sort of like you can see this as like the end of a certain era like oh yeah you could like there's artists on here who I obviously get left behind on Carter Four and you see like Drake emerge I was surprised Nicki Minaj wasn't on Carter Four when I relooked yeah. I thought for sure that is surprising huh yeah but and there, I was I don't know if you guys had uh, listened to any of the like tapes around this period I, I went I back into and- the leak. Yeah, the leak. The leak there yeah. was um, uh, no ceilings. I also listened oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a pretty great Drake feature on that as well. I believe no uh, you start like to see him. Huge. Yeah, no ceilings. Yeah, he had like five. Yeah. Pro- I think five projects between Carter two and three. Oh, okay, is that right? So okay. that's part. That's part of that master. From what I was reading, yeah. like the master work of like really getting him out there and known with all the free stuff. So when they drop the seed, because this is still like CD era. Yeah. Although I guess you were rocking LimeWire. Yeah. Which, not really cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably, probably send me an invoice. Um, you know, uh, it that is. It, it, we talked a lot about this too, about how that was just sort of not the norm. And at this period, you know, we start to see people like Gucci Mane really kind of taking that model and running with it. But like, he was still just such a fucking maverick at that time. Like releasing mixtapes, you know, at that ex- it was just like it's the norm now. But that was just so unheard of. It was yeah. just like unthinkable that like potentially some of his best work was just being given away for free. That he would literally. But I mean, again, it, it does spoke speaks to both, you know, a strong marketing concept as well as just the hunger that he had. Like it was just, it almost just felt like he had to get the shit out of him. He couldn't fucking wait for the labels to be ready for him. Yeah, he just had yeah. to get out of his system, and it fucking shows. It is just such an amazing trajectory. And like, I mean, on the Carter Three, like I do think there are many of his best songs on there. But you know, at the same time, a lot of those mixtapes on time are just as definitive, Ooh, like yeah. as the records proper, and, and like. He had, like you said, a lot, so much to say because you know, not even just the studio albums going Carter, Carter two, three, four, five. He also had his spinoff mixtapes like That's "Sorry right. for the Wait" one, two, three, four. Yeah, dedication. The Drought. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like, dedication one through five. It's, I was reading too that like one other cool thing between the mixtapes and the album is prior to Carter three, I can't remember if it was the label who was tentative or if it was like uh, critics, but people thought there was a chance that the Carter three might not work as like his. Because it was, like, primed as, like, this is going to be his landmark album. Mm-hmm. And people were doubtful of it succeeding because they thought, while well, Lil Wayne is a great rapper, he's not great at song structure. And that mm-hmm. is one cool contrast you get mm-hmm. where, like, the Carter Three are, like, perfectly crafted pop songs with him rapping verses. But, like, yeah, in the mixtapes, it's almost like this is the corniest, cringiest comparison I can make here. <laughs> but it's, like, jazz where he is just, like, sometimes you just lose song structure and it's just Wayne doing, like, three minutes of stream of consciousness. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. put, put a bottle of lean in him and, like, turn the <laughs> mic on and... Yeah, I think that, I mean, part, he was a big part yeah, of, I think, over. what made, like, the idea of mixtapes so exciting was because he really did live, and, like, I think, in a large part, kind of cemented that idea of, like, oh, yeah, the mixtape really is that kind of springboard where you can do whatever, like, really experiment with the form, do whatever the fuck you want, jack other people's beats, Those fucking sing days. for a minute, like, yeah. fucking yeah. anything goes, and it just, I think, you know, made it, the record stronger, it made him a better artist like, across the board, but, like... You know, obviously they're not kind of the same quality. There's a lot of mixtapes there. A lot of those are pretty forgettable. But the stuff that's good is really good. And, like, yeah, no, I think that comparison is sort of interesting because, like, his album's proper. You don't see a lot of that stuff. I mean, I'm not as familiar with the later stuff, so maybe, like, post the Carter 3, I'll see more of that sort of thing where you see that. But, like, yeah, the Carter 3 is kind of impeachable in that way where, like, I think there are some songs in here that aren't very good, but, like, they're all really well-made, well-structured, well-put-together. Like, there's good pacing, good production, like... And you yeah. get that crazy moment where they, the two mix, where he has what is arguably one of his most... Well, not even arguably. It's one of his most popular songs. Maybe it's his most played on Spotify. I'll check that after this, after my claim. Um, <laughs> but where he has no hook, it's not even like... There's no song structure. A Millie, where he just raps the whole oh, verse. Yeah. There's no chorus. Yeah. He just goes for the whole song, and it's like, that's his fucking Wonderwall. Like, what the fuck? Like, that is peak Lil Wayne. Like, yeah, ra- I, rapid fire. I can see, Who else like, can do that? I can yeah. literally, no hook. literally see, like, a young Earl Sweatshirt hearing a Millie for the first time, just furiously taking notes. Just yep. like, <laughs> yeah, just that, but that, like, rapid fire, rap, like, that is, yeah. like, peak. That's, like, my favorite type of Wayne, and, like, when Man. you hear him do that on tracks, you know it's and just... I like, would say a Millie is 
I mean, I've been mentioning this earlier. That is still one of my favorite songs on here. A song that I really have always loved. Like from the moment that I heard it, has always been like an all-time favorite of his. And hearing that back, it is just one of those things where like it blows my mind because you get you're like two three minutes in and you're like what? he's still fucking yeah, going. going he's still yeah, it's, it's like good. a five minute song and he's just like fucking going Dude, and it's just like I, oh my god like i think when it's all said and done like amelia will be his anthem like that will yeah. be like his the yeah. song that he's like most known for i think yep. yeah i can see that for sure i think yep. amelia i mean if you're putting together like a, a list of the best rap songs from 2000 to 2010 i feel like amelia has to be a top five right yeah if not I mean, number one it's, yeah. I would for sure i mean there's no way you make a top five. ten without that on there yeah. and i think that's my number one probably I mean, maybe it's not my favorite, but, like, if I'm making some fake objective list. If you want to try to be as objective as you can, really think about what the ones that are the most important, that's what got to be up there, I I would say. Yeah, incredible stuff. So, uh, also, real quick, I want to just get a feel for, I know we've done this with most of the Wayne stuff, but where everyone was at at that time when it came out. So, like, Grant, you would have been 12? Yeah, so I just finished uh, sixth grade, and it came out for the start of the summer, so that was, like, the album of the summer we all oh, would, you, I would say you would have been, like, 11. This was, like, going in before you turned 12. Okay. Yeah, so like, I, I turned 12 in July, and it yeah. came out in June. Okay. Hey, I you see, okay. You're Cancer? Cancer, Cancer yeah. Brothers, bro. Fuck, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Okay. So did it so just define your summer? Like, oh, six was just, yeah, summer of Wayne for you. Like, yeah. hey. I play lollipop <laughs> 10 times a day. Did, yeah. It, yeah. did it affect your lifestyle at all? Like, did you, like, well, yeah, I was buy bandanas. clothes differently? Oh, okay, that's, God, that's, yeah. that's I'm also really interested. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> fake jewelry. Okay, <laughs> fake jewelry. Well, I was, like, it's the fake jewelry for sure. I did not know like, about the bandana thing. I don't think. <laughs> well, like, that's the thing, though, is like that when that album came out and everyone, you know, even in our areas were listening to it, like, everyone wanted to be like him and, like, you know, that whole, like, that whole lifestyle culture, like, it was just, like, game changing for sure. And it's interesting to think about like yeah the rockest poppest sort of thing of like oh yeah today's rock stars rappers whatever like whatever your mileage is there like it's undeniable that like there was not like you know you could argue that like there were some emo bands that were that big and maybe that for certain people like your my chemical romances or whoever but like you know across the board like the kind of people that like people wanted to embody generally speaking like right. who the Beatles were right. whoever else I mean Lil Wayne. that was Lil Wayne without question at that time he was just that dude I like, was laughing this morning looking at the Rebirth cover looking at him like laying there with his like Afghan scarf on on this couch with a guitar on him and I was just looking <laughs> at it I was I spent like I swear to god five minutes trying to look at the picture and go back in time and understand how like that cap like not that it's not cool but like from today's perspective it's just not something anyone would wear being like it's crazy that just like millions of kids were just like i want to be that guy like, yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy like dreadlocks uh i mean in fifth grade halloween i was a rapper like nice. just from watching nice. fireman i had like the knuckle rings and yeah, like, that makes sense. chains on everyone's like what are you doing <laughs> well have you not seen the fireman video I'm what like, do you mean what am i doing yeah, I'm like, that music I'm, video was I'm little way <laughs> Uh, so aside from Amelia though, what are some of your guys' favorites out here? Like I, I'd mentioned that there were like a handful that are just kind of lodged oh, in my man. brain. I don't like when I was going through it, I don't remember the song three Pete. I fucking love that song. The opening yeah. track I think is out, legitimately outstanding. And real quick, there was, I mean, there's a lot to unpack with all this stuff, but there was that one line where he's bragging about like just surviving, you know, the gun shot to his head. Like, you know, I could have died in traffic, whatever. And like. At that time, you know, just, like, a fucking boast of, like, oh, yeah, I survived death, whatever, because, you know, it was meant to be an accident. It wasn't until years later where he admitted that that was a suicide attempt. So, like, there's also this additional layer to that where it's just, like, oh, like, it, it just takes on an even greater kind of potency. It's, like, the his, like, stunning is even that much harder knowing yeah. that, like, oh, it wasn't just an accident. He tried to kill himself, and he was just bigger and better and more, like just transcending that in a way it just story. it just it, it hit so much harder when I heard that I was like oh my god yeah. like so that song I think is incredible I obviously I think Get Money is great or Got Money like him and T-Pain oh, just fucking Come on. terrific yeah, great. Uh, Dr. Carter I do not remember that song yeah, at yeah, all and Dr. Carter's great I thought that was just so funny of like this is something that like maybe like easily just could have been like a minute skit you know probably could have been for like a little while but then it just flushed out into a song and it's a fucking great concept and it works. Those, and like the end when he just says like, oh, the patient's like actually hip hop itself. It's just like, it's so fucking great. Like, swag, I mean, I love the part where swag is like a specific, yeah. yeah. Those it's are, like no style. He's like, oh God, this fucking. Dr. <laughs> no. Carter and Let the Beat Build are like two of my favorites because I love that he like messes with song structure there where it's like, yeah, like the rest, like he's got some perfect pop songs, but then those two are like these weird like meta kind of things where yeah like those are cool i love the beat commenting on uh, on this as the song's going yeah Yeah. the the beat on let the beat build is kanye yeah it's yeah i was gonna say it could be a kanye beat it is he made it oh okay okay yeah yeah i was gonna say it sounds just like a kanye yeah i haven't gone through the like i haven't looked really at the production across the board here but i would have to imagine yeah at this time kanye had a few of these he's on three songs so he's on let the beat build he made the beat 
Uh, yeah. He did Comfortable with Babyface, which right away you put it on and it sounds like 05. Like mm. either the stuff yeah, Kanye would have done yeah. for himself or for Common. And then he has a co-writing credit, not a producer. So that's the one I'm most curious about. On uh, my least favorite song on the album, that is still kind of fun though. Tie my hands. I was gonna say, I, I do think tie my hands yes. is like one See, of the weakest ones on but here. I think it is too, and yeah. it's just so funny like seeing the songs like a Millie and like you know Lollipop, and then he has songs like tie my hands. And well, it's just, like, such a major label album where it's got like yeah, we, hey, we need it's like the classic thing of checking off like well we need the like ballad that we need like the arm we need Robin Thicke on the song like we yeah. need that one. And, and that's the thing too is that I do think again it's like yeah there's. Very obvious things like that. That it's like, oh yeah, there's there's some undeniable label input in here, but it doesn't really kind of bog it down in the way that I think a lot of like major label debuts do. I and it, I think it's cool because it shows that like he he actually can do it all. Like yeah, he, he has a lot of range and it hangs together well. Yeah. It doesn't feel like these are like songs that should be on different records. It doesn't kind of derail the momentum or anything. It's, it's not like oh fuck uh, whatever. It just it's like okay, this you know not as compelling as the rest of on here, but it doesn't really derail it. It, it feels like it belongs on the same project. It just makes me want a larger Wayne checklist. Like I want the Wayne Cowboy song. Sure. I want the Wayne like train robbery song. I want yeah. the little Wayne shipwreck song. It's like he has different versions of himself. Like obviously the poppy, you know, the hip hoppy stuff, the pure rap like a Millie, and then like obviously in later years the guitar like rock star type. Yeah, Wayne. and he was already kind of getting into it. Like yeah, it's, it's kind of sounds like he was like raining in it a little bit here because there are some the t- couple of tapes after that he's on the guitar shit like well, he's like okay, real quick. It, did not, it happened before Rebirth like that was not like the, the play, absolute beginning of that can we take a moment just to celebrate how great and funny it is that on Pussy Monster he ends the song talking oh, about he yes. play he'll play that pussy like he plays the guitar and then the you hear him play guitar under in the background and it's out of key and horrible yeah. it's god awful <laughs> and then the whole time over he's saying I play a pussy like I play the guitar mm-hmm. and it's like I don't want if I, I don't want that if I'm a woman I'm good yeah. like you sound bad right now oh yeah, yeah that was I love it up. But then also like slower songs like Shoot Me Down I think it's called yeah. is one of them mm-hmm. it's kind of like a slower song um but honestly, one of my favorites is at the end, uh, You Ain't Got Nothing. I, that's probably top three, mm. top oh, three yeah. for me. That's, His like, last verse on that is oh terrific. That's another one of those. I mean, again, not as long as a Millie, but one of those where he's just like fucking tearing it up. And you just, oh, it's like, I just, I want another minute of this. I want to just keep hearing him go until it going. Yeah, yeah, I wish it was longer. It's great. That, that is another one. Like that, I think You Ain't Got Nothing and The Repeat were like some of my favorite surprises. When I heard it back, I was like, fuck, this is so good. You know, did the yeah. beat for You Ain't Got Nothing? Alchemist. Hey, yeah, all right. So we got a fun little. It's a that's cool. Yeah, and that's the one too. I was thinking of where it was like shutting the door on one era because you got Jules Santana and Fabulous, and then like by Carter Four, those guys were not going to be around. It was yeah. like that's where Drake it and is Ross come in. And, yeah, the, the features like kind of change up as as the uh, it progresses. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I honestly like outside of like you know Buster Rhymes, T Pain, and Jay Z. There's not really many people on here that I could ever see being on a Wayne project again. It's just like I mean, I, I mean, Jay Z had some beef out of the fact. Like, I think this might be the last time that they had collaborated before that kind of beef was ignited a few yeah. years later. But I mean, all the same, it's like yeah, Babyface, Robin Thicke. Like these are not people that it's are like, like future. Most interesting, I think. <laughs> are not, these are not like you know future the Wayne collaborators. Just it's so weird to me to think like this is very much a relic of another time period but like it does it is that kind of uh bridges that gap between what like you know the bling rap like you know aughts era stuff was into the you know kind of renaissance of like 2010s hip-hop yeah i like the like, bringing up jay-z real quick i love that mr carter also offers like a fun comparison of wayne and jay-z and, oh like, yeah how much more i love wayne than jay-z because like to me the difference between the two is like jay-z's like the like everything's perfect and calculated and like yeah tasteful and like covered in gold and like Empire State of Mind and then Wayne is just like crazy and out there yeah. and like and this ah! is just like he's just like <laughs> wild uncontrollable yeah. like yeah, I was gonna say like it's not even like to say boring but like comparing Lil Wayne and Jay-Z it's just Lil Wayne's so sporadic and random yes. and it just makes it more yes. exciting to listen to oh yeah and again it is kind of reductive just for me to just say this blank but like I do think a lot of and again there's, there's plenty of Jay-Z stuff that I do enjoy quite a bit but more often than not Jay-Z is somebody that I feel like is just constantly telling you reasons why you should like his music, and Lil Wayne is just always delivering them. Yeah. It's not, like, yeah. kind of going through the motions in that way, and, again, there's a lot of uh, Huff stuff that I like, but on a song like Mr. Carter, it's pretty glaring, just, like, how disparate those approaches can be, yeah. and I think the song works, but, yeah, it's it's pretty funny to hear that back, and, um, yeah, like, it just the way that this, like, where he was at this time is just interesting. Like, this is, like, the... Uh, cash, good. Um, what the fuck am I trying to say? Young money, cash was, money, young money, cash money. They were really beginning to really expand here, and yeah. like 
it wouldn't have been that surprising, I don't think, to I don't know when like Nicky and Drake were officially on board. But right like, about I, after this. I, I would have like expected to have some features on here. I think that it is kind of interesting that like, oh, this is like right before they were major players. I think this brought him to the level where he could now be like what Birdman was to him, where it's like now I can have because yes. because because mm-hmm. I Cash Money's Birdman's label, right, and then Young Money. I think is that's the one right. I get them conflated, but that's right. And yeah. that's because they did go by like YMCMB. Yeah. And that's when you get. I'll, I got five dollars right now, or I'll buy Sweetwater lunch after this. For whoever can name me a third member of the generation of rappers that Drake and Minaj were part of in Young Money, like after them, like with like when they all got signed, I feel like they put out like a group YMCMB oh, mixtape, and if yeah. someone can name one other member from that, no, I definitely can't. I've I've heard some stuff from that. I know what you're talking about, but I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I yeah, no, I'm trying to think. I would love for you to pull that up. I mean, that that is a fun round. Buy me some time. Tell me a little anecdote real quick. <laughs> nice, quick little anecdote. Uh, I got nothing for you. Well, they, they all came after, I feel like, Carter Three. I feel like Carter Three really established him, like, universally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All these yeah. big players came in kind of after after that album came all out. All right, so, yeah, we got the Young Money, the mixtape volume. Oh, no, that's from 2004. In a lot of ways, this did seem to, like, lay the blueprint for, like, the sound of what Young Money was. Because, I mean, if you look at, like, Nicki Minaj right. and Drake, like, they're not, like, strip conventional rappers by any means. I mean, like, right. they straddle... You know, pop and R&B and, you know, just uncon- like in a oh. way that allowed for much more than a very narrative definition of what hip-hop was. And, like, Lil Wayne always was kind of teetering on the brink of that, but the Carter Three blew it the fuck open. You know what? There's oh, yeah. one more big name in this group. So the album, this is from the We Are Young Money album, which came out in 2009, December 21st, The Solstice, just a year after. Iconic album. Uh, so the album features contributions from Young Money artist Lil Wayne. Gooda Gooda, who I've never heard of. Yeah, he was on the tape Gooda after Gooda. this. Jay Mills, Mac Main, big name, kind of. Oh, yeah, Drake, but here's the big one I forgot about. Tyga was part of That's oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's right. I was going to say, Tyga and Gooda Gooda were on, uh, I think, No Ceilings. Anyone want to take Very a, underwhelming. Anyone want to take a shot at uh, what Pitchfork gave it? Just like a, a range. Uh, we that, need to get the decimal. That uh, tape that you're talking about? Yeah, the, what do you think? Is that a five uh, or ten? It's out, out of ten. Out of ten. Uh, 6.0. You can go, I'll six, give you a full range. I'll full, give you so six to oh, seven. Six you want to seven, say? Yeah, six to seven. Okay, great. You want to take a guess? Um, I'll go six to seven. Does sound pretty good. Maybe I don't know how what Pitchfork thinks about I do, it. And, and that's maybe, an interesting point in time too to take a guess at what they would think. Maybe of five it. to six. Seven point four. Seven point four. Okay. That is a little bit higher than I thought. Yeah. I mean, they, they're you know, whatever champion these artists, but at that time, it's like they're they're a very different voice than they have today. What so. does Carter Three have? That's what I'm yeah. Eight so seven best new music. Out. Oh, it did. Okay, eight, eight and Ryan Domble, I'm guessing wrote yes, that review. That's or was it Tom Bryan? No, it was Ryan Domble. It was Domble. Brian Brian or is it Brian? I don't, I don't even know. know. I've always it doesn't. Brian, yeah, but I, Tom and Ryan were like the guys that I think reviewed way the most too, over like. there. Uh, all right, but yeah, see. no, it, got, it was very well received at Pitchfork for sure. All they were right. champions of Wayne pretty much Ryan everything Domble. up until yep. uh, after the Carter Three. Old Domble. Domble. Yeah, Domble reviews it. You know, it's a big Dom. deal. He came out for Blonde. He came out for Dark Twisted. Like you know, it's a big deal when Domble's that's, coming out to review something. That's serious business. Right? Yeah, he did Dark Twisted. <laughs> he did do Dark Twisted. That that's right. I think he did Yeezus too. I feel like they just Is that right? it, he. I think he was hmm. like what Mark Richardson was for Animal Collective, where they were just like, listen. You're gonna be our voice on this. Yeah, he for a while. well, he seemed like that guy for just like big pop and hip hop releases, just yeah. very generally. I really like, like his voice too. I think he does. A I great think he's job. great. He's probably one of the best critics that I think the least of, as far as like mm-hmm. the people that I really kind of pay attention to. But whenever I see him review something, I'm like, this is gonna. Not only am I, is this a record that I should probably check out, but it's gonna be a well written review. Like I, I do think he has a great voice. He did Channel Orange even. I know he did blonde for sure, but I don't remember General Orange. Okay, yeah. Anyways, we're getting off. We're getting fucked off. This is this is what the pod's for. The, the, the exactly. little pitchfork sidebars. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. So all right, and then let's least favorite songs. Is everyone on time my hands is their least favorite? Yeah, I mean I think I t- would say so. That's yeah. pretty handedly my least favorite. I think um, Lala might be my other one. Lala yeah, for Lala, sure. Yeah, Lala's a real forgettable one. Um, but yeah, those first five tracks are just so like you know popular and insane, and, and, and even like yeah, Lollipop too. Which like listening to it now, it's like not one of my favorite songs, but like at the time, it was just so big in the music video too. And but yeah. I do feel like Lollipop is like maybe the most perfect example of what that sound of music was like at that time. Yeah, like yeah. that and maybe like yeah. Good Life by Kanye with T Pain. Yeah. Like, but if, those yeah. two the, were like yeah, the, the still, neon club. The, yeah, those couple shade, years, like, 07, 08, like that's that yeah. was the sound of that time. Absolutely. Sure. When, when I play Lollipop, even though it's a little Wayne song, maybe it's because Kanye did the remix. But I hear it and I imagine Kanye with the big scarf on, his shutter shades, just eyes closed, just going. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> and I just love it. Yeah, I definitely, I think I, you know, I, I really do like live popcorn. I mean, I loved it when I was younger. I don't like it as much now, but it's still, I think it, all that, most of the stuff like, holds up well for me. I still think it things. I agree. I think most of the stuff does hold up and it's still good today. I think that's a good example of like the, just the sound of that, you know, that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like you were saying, I mean, if you, if you want to be transported immediately back, yeah, I think oh, good life man. and that, like, to a T for sure. Yeah, but I thought yeah, I thought Shoot Me Down was great. Um, yeah, we've talked yeah, about like most of these. Fireman. 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 Yeah, just really front to back. I really just like it's. Like, I I was just so struck by like yeah how many of these songs I did not recognize by title or like seemingly had never heard of and then immediately was just like oh yes this one oh this uh, feels right uh, oh we're uh, back yes it's like what I imagine putting rumors on for the first time it's like two where it's like oh I've heard like yeah that, that actually I songs. think was my experience with rumors when I like listened to it like consciously listened to it through the first time I was like half of it like, oh I, I just, know all like, of these I've yeah. seen yeah that's right I have parents who are boomers yeah 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 uh, <laughs> um, and so this you said this and the card, the card three and four would be your, are your favorites, Grant. Is this your favorite so far that you've heard, Danny? Yeah, for me, I think like, it's I know the, the card two. two. Yeah, those are definitely mine. And I'd like I, to go back and hear the card two some more, but I'd say these are yeah pretty handily my I favorites. I might like card two more than this, but mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah, I think they're very close. Like, yeah. I definitely expected to like the card three a lot more going into this, and the card two, I think, is ex- like it's excellent. There's a lot of stuff on there, I think, that's great. And I like that. I honestly might like mixtape Wayne even more though, where he's yeah. at his just wildest just, and freest. Yeah, and I, I completely agree. And I, I mean, that's the thing is, I don't, I don't know if there's any one mixtape that I would point to as like being across the board as good as Carter two or three. But if we're talking about just in a very general sense, like yeah, I think he's more fun to listen to in mixtape mode for sure. Mm-hmm. Like at his best, like this stuff is just more interesting, more wild, more unpredictable, and all this stuff again, it's incredibly influential. I think like when you mentioned the first, the first five songs on here and like Lollipop, I mean, I think you know, influenced so much of the last, so like, you know, yeah. 10 plus years of hip hop, but really like all of this, honestly, like, like that's one of the reasons I like car four too, is, mm-hmm. is like, there's just so many hits on there. I would say that two albums have probably almost equal number of like, you know, like really hype songs to stand out. Yeah. But it just seems yeah. that like the songs on Carter three are just so like, in like ingrained in like, you know, the culture and like people just remember those songs so much more. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. We're also, Hey, just looking ahead here, we're coming up on, a moment I'll always remember in time. I almost remember this as well as I remember fucking nine eleven. Do you guys remember when Wayne was in the hospital in October twenty twelve? Yeah, and it was I, thought I actually, for like two days that he might die. Even yes, yes. I, I do actually remember that. He's had some close calls. For I feel sure. like that was one of my earliest Instagram memories. Wasn't that? Didn't he have like a seizure? On October twenty fifth, twenty twelve. Because I mean, he has had history of seizures. I just don't know yeah. if that's what that was at that time. His, but his PJ was bound for L A. PJ, uh, PJ bound for LA. I like those acronyms. Uh, and he made an emergency landing in Texas due to an in-flight medical episode. He was transferred to a local hospital. Again, the next day, while flying from Texas to LA, his jet was reportedly again forced to make an emergency landing. So he's having severe migraines and dehydration. Then, uh, oh, in March of 2013, he was treated at Cedar Sinai. Wow, there's just a lot. I mean, he's been treated probably five times four or five times possibly due to binging on purple drink after his initial hospital release and i was curious too yeah i mean again it's easy to chuck up a lot of the stuff just being like lean induced and you know to what extent who knows i mean it could be just a genetic thing i mean and it's it sucks like, like it seems like that's always going to be like his like achilles heel his downfall it seems mm-hmm. like that that i feel like him uh on lean all the time uh, inspires like so much creativity that he's, just comes out but he's off that now though right isn't he i I think after the I last one, last, 2018, I think. I was going to say, because uh, 2018 was when the Carter 5 came out. Yes. And I was yeah. going to say, I think around that time, around that, that's when he had um, revealed that like the gunshot was a suicide attempt. And I'm pretty sure I had right. heard something about him being off lean at that point, but I don't know if that's held or what. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like on and off because I feel like people think that he's off of it. Yeah. And then, you know, you hear about him hospitalized for mm-hmm. it and he just can't like seem to just cut it out completely. Yeah. 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 Um, but I do remember uh, hearing about that in 2018. Um hearing about like that gunshot was like kind of like a suicide attempt but i actually read about it a little bit and i heard that like um his mom like threatened to end his rap career yes. make him stop rapping and he was yep. so upset by that Damn. and he, he yeah. did that but like think about how much he wanted to rap and how like oh yeah you know how much motivated how much he had in him that he, if he wasn't gonna be able to release it he, he was like done. he was like, like eight or nine years old or something it was yeah. just like it was yeah. crazy how young he was on that ha- i mean maybe a little bit older but like i mean definitely a child like it was yeah just just wild and yeah, I mean, he grew, absolutely grew up in that environment where he was just, you know, around this entire life. I think that was just his whole world. I mean, 
it's hard to imagine the stakes of that just being told you can't do this. I mean, and yeah, I think just even at a young age, he knew that's what he wanted to do and and they had like so much he had to say. To do. And yeah. I think like. I, I I remember reading one time how he got famous to, to begin with was that he would call Birdman and leave vo- like voicemails on his phone just rapping bars on, on the voicemails. <laughs> That's sweet. He would never call him back. He, Lil Wayne was just a little kid, you know. He's like, I'm not bothering with this guy. And he would just constantly leave him voicemails, just rapping. And and finally one day he called him back and said, All right, let's record something. And like probably that just started to, from probably there. Probably just to end the voicemails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, his kid stopped calling me. I'll bring him in the studio for a day. And they brought Coffee, him in, and yeah. he just went crazy. Damn. That's fucking great. But he was just so motivated. He wanted. He had stuff to say. And, oh yeah. And that's what I think about, like from that era, like Eminem, and like just so lyrical, and just like can just go on rants and just, you know, rhyme after rhyme, like bar mm-hmm. after bar. Lil Wayne is very similar in that in that regard. Well, yeah. Next episode, we get the big con when they finally come together with fucking drop the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening Never to that go. song this week, just not even like in, in like prep for this or anything. I just had that tune stuck in my head and I was playing it a couple of times. Like, this song still Jump holds in. up. It's so good. Eminem, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be yeah, the next couple are definitely going to be, or like the, the next episode in particular, it's, we're going to be getting into the weeds a little bit. Rebirth, some, some of the rough stuff. I am the I am not a human being series. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is definitely the beginning of like Wayne's alien phase, which I like. like he's playing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a Martian. human being. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting, too, is that I think, yeah, there's. You know, a lot of misses with that stuff, but there are still a lot of great songs throughout that period. It's just like further and few between than during this period that we're talking about. I mean, really, from I don't remember what the tape directly before the Carter Two was, but like a few year or so before that, up until here, I mean, just ever you just you couldn't miss basically. And like again, I still think that holds up with it. Like I had mentioned, like there are songs on the Carter Three, like Time My Hands, that I don't think are very good, but like they're not just like outright duds. Like I don't think these are awful songs. They just don't. They're not up to like. The, you know, the same quality as some of the other things on here. Mm-hmm. But, like, I still very much feel like he could fucking do anything at this point in time. I mean, there was a lot of talk throughout his career leading up to this point about him just, you know, professing that he, it, not unlike Kanye, like, I am just the greatest alive. Not, you know, Kanye mentioned the greatest artist, whatever. He, Lil Wayne being the best rapper alive and yeah. something that, you know, is just easy to laugh off or whatever. And, um, you know, come the Carter Three, yeah, I mean, I think that there is a lot of truth to that. I don't think there was anybody at that point kind of on his level doing as much um, you know, I like thinking about like, yeah, like, you know, you had Gucci Mane, you had your, uh, who the fuck, um, like I think Lupe Fiasco currency. I mean, there was like some of the guys that were came to, some came to dominate the tens were kind of getting started at that time. But like, you know, in like Pusha, MF Doom, you know, there were guys that were still really good that weren't making huge waves, but like, I, you know, Lil Wayne really may have been like the absolute best at that time. I mean, I think yeah, that like you can so. make a very strong argument like for that. Why, yeah, he was like the last person where I feel like it was maybe Drake too, I guess. But no, because Kendrick was debated with him. But like, I think mm-hmm. he was the last person where it was like a Michael Jordan type thing of like, it's just a just, fact. Like, it, he is the greatest. Right like in now. every yeah. sense of the word rapper, like, he just completely dominated. And he, and there's a, he uses that lyric a lot. And if you listen to like mixtapes and various songs, he, like Wayne, like best rapper alive. Like, oh, yeah. He'll say that a lot. We, a lot I feel like we, we, we were clocking when the first time he said it was, was it on Carter 2 or was it even on Carter? Yeah, no, it was before that. It was yeah. been like four hundred degrees. I mean, I it was like, it was like, like well before like, self-proclaimed. Like yeah. even like Muhammad Ali would always call himself the greatest. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he would he would constantly refer to himself as the best rapper alive, and he really was. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting kind of to listen to the next couple of years because from I, I definitely think Kendrick had that in twenty twelve, and I'm not sure. Because, like, the obvious thing is, like, oh, yeah, I do think, like, Earl Sweatshirt really is just, ever since Earl, the absolute greatest. But there were, like, eight songs, basically, on that tape. So, like, for really being honest about, like, what the output, you know, justifying that, I mean, Wayne might have had it for, like, the next three or four years. I mean, I I definitely am going to be curious, like, just going back for the next episode to see. But, like, yeah, he really was the greatest. He was on it. Like, and it is such an amazing thing for somebody to be to, on that sort of level, have the kind of visibility that he did. I mean, obviously, Kendrick blew up with Good Kid, Bad City, you know, being, you know, at where he was at that time. But, I mean, Wayne's reach was, again, I keep using the word omnipresent, but it was just so universal. Like, it's yeah. just, I don't think I knew anybody, like, I, everybody was aware of that. And it just, like, it just, it was one of those things where, like, regardless of, I think for a lot of people that, like, discovered it at the time, they weren't really privy to the hard work, but, like, that shit fucking paid off. He, like, grinded, you know, it was really one of those, like, Cinderella story-esque things where it's just like, oh, yeah, he fucking put in the work and it showed. And, like, there it is. I mean, just undeniable. Totally... It like iconoclastic, idiosyncratic, totally, you know, nothing like anything before him, and inspired a legion of rappers since. I mean, we still see rappers cropping up that are undeniably influenced by Lil Wayne, regardless of what they say. Yeah, and like his first album um, was in '99. It's called "The Block Is Hot." Yep. That's so right. like between "The Block Is Hot" and then Carter Three coming out, I think in 2008. 
you know that nine year stretch i we heard very like maybe some singles here and there but he was not universal you know and his music was not for people like us who are not really like seeking out hip-hop i mean it wouldn't have been yeah until fireman that really kind of made a national and like there was a song that had robin thick on carter too that i'm blanking Mm -hmm. on that probably also had some Strong visibility. I don't remember the time, but like that had to have been a pretty big. Like, I wonder how that collaboration happened. <laughs> it is so <laughs> weird to think about. Yeah, but yeah, by the time again with Carter Carter Three, it was just undeniable in the rest of history. And like, it is such an interesting thing where like you know I've definitely Grant can attest to this in my past and my more than my fair share of clowning on Lil Wayne for various bars okay. of his and you know definitely unfairly, but like nobody fucking raps like Lil Wayne. I mean, it's just like there's only one. There's only one Wheezy, and uh, you know it. It's just it's so great to still have him working today, and um, he's got a record I think due out this year. I forget what it's called. Funeral was the last thing he put out in 2010. I don't remember what the one that's coming out this year is called, but like, you know, it's again. Like I spoke to him in this episode with his guest features on Tyler Records and other. Uh, I think the Polo G one, and there was another record I heard recently as well. They had a great verse on, but like guest features here and there. Carter Five and Eighteen. I mean, definitely making some strong music today and i just i love seeing this stuff happen it just you know regardless of what you think about your artists keep like your favorites the story is not set in stone as quickly as it might be made out to be you know depending on where somebody is in their career and what you think of their music it's just you know there's Mm -hmm. it's never quite as black and white as that so yeah and as it sucks the whole like falling out with birdman too and and not being able to release this album so like it started off so such a good collaboration that turned sour you know and and it's great that he was still able to release carter five because that was very anticipated and it was delayed i think a lot of times yeah and finally coming out and it was actually i i did enjoy that album a lot i liked that you know um I think people weren't expecting much just because at this point they're, yeah. they're cool now, right? I think. I think they are. I really don't know. I I did not think that that was the case, but like I, you know, Weezy F baby and the F is for friendship. F is for friendship. friendship. For the, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a great lyric he reuses a lot. Like Weezy F baby and the F is for phenomenal. Yeah. I love the ones where he breaks it too. That's a like that's a classic Wayne lyric because it's like it's it sounds good and it's funny. Like yeah, and Jay Z wouldn't do that. Yeah, and, yeah you know, said, there are yeah. so many of those things too. Where like we talked about just like oh yeah, all the, like the shit metaphors and whatever that like you know there are plenty of those on the Carter Three, but like there's. Very few rappers that are like you know go out of their way to be as goofy and endearing and ridiculous all the time as Lil Wayne. I mean, I mean it's just is, like my favorite it's, still will always be the lasagna one. Real G's moving silence. Oh, lasagna. Like, well, lasagna. truly one of the most iconic lines of all time. Come like that. On. That is like rapper otherwise one of the most iconic lines I've ever heard. Yeah. Ugh. No, some of the one liners which I'm, I'm about to look up are just like <laughs> unbelievable. The way he rhymes certain things together is just so good. Oh yeah. There's only one. And I I definitely hear like again there are like it's a you know, a little thing, just like changing, you know, a certain enunciation to make a rhyme fit. But like, I hear like Tyler doing that shit all the time. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is totally like a Wayne move. Like yeah. he did this shit, does this shit all the time. Yep. yep. And it's, it's fucking great. But yeah, man. Um, next time we're going to be doing a ton of records. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll talk off mic about this, but I, I think we should try to wrap this up in, the, in like two more episodes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we could do, I feel like for the last, for like, we could do the next episode on like the rock period and yeah. maybe Carter or maybe Carter four is its own episode. And then I feel like everything from like 2015 to now we could just do in yeah. one episode. There'll like be slam bang. I think that's probably how we should approach yeah. it. Basically just that to the present. Yeah. Like, so this really is, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the fucking work. I mean, honestly, I think I brought up, uh, maybe the last one that we did that like, Oh, the Carter two really, you know, being that rocker that I would recommend to anybody. And like that, as far as just like you know curious about Wayne into hip hop whatever and that definitely does hold true but if you know you're not as big of a hip hop fan but are curious I mean the Carter 3 really does have more just of that universal appeal obviously but like there's still again a lot of great rapping on here and I think these two both together really show like a very strong portrait of Wayne as an artist and I think our records that I, I feel pretty comfortable just recommending to anybody I mean again pop hip hop or otherwise I mean this was some of the most defining music of the odds it's just undeniable so something that I think you know should be recognized as such regardless of what your mileage on hip hop looks like so Weezy F Baby and the F is for famished guys let's go get some fucking chicken wings I'm hungry right now it's fucking almost 2 o'clock I haven't eaten all day famished famished ecstasy out ecstasy out Thank you.